going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Keeping It 100, where we talk everything in entertainment. I'm talking sports, music, gaming, movies. Guys, come on back every single week and hear me and my co-host rant about the latest in entertainment, guys. And I cannot wait to talk about it. I'm here with my brothers from Other Mothers, Jordan and Dez. Jordan, man, how's your weekend been so far, brother? Tell me a story, DJ, story time. Absolutely. I mean, let me go ahead and tell that story for you. So Friday, I was uh, chilling out with some of my uh, friends. Uh, one of our friends is uh, leaving to go to Amsterdam. So we all got together, had a, a huge party, told some stories, played some games. Uh, there was this really fun game that I want to quickly talk about, Secret Hitler. And the point of the game is you basically are, let's say you're in a you know, pre-World War II Germany, you know, you got the liberals, you got the fascists, and um, you're essentially trying to figure out who is who and, and everything like that. And the, you know, and the, and the na- aim of the game is to win as your particular party. And so it, it goes into like, um, it goes into like this deception kind of thing, like lies and all that. And it was super interesting because of just the way that it works. Like people are trying to gang up on each other. And I would highly recommend that. We also played Quiplash, which is kind of like a mobile version of Cards Against Humanity, where you're given a question and you essentially have to answer it in your own very special way. So that was a lot of fun on Friday. Saturday, we were doing the Saturday Mimosa and Liquor set. That is every Saturday morning starting at 9 a.m. with with yours truly, DJ Storytime. It was a very... This particular set, I really liked because instead of just doing all hip-hop and whatnot, I actually tried to infuse it a little bit with electronic music and hip-hop. And from all the uh, reactions I got, especially from my uh, my man Kesey, Professor X, X X-Squad, a legend legendaire if i dare so say so for myself it was a positive reaction and definitely something that i am going to consider using in my sets going forward and then today i'm chilling out with you guys and then we're gonna go and watch the broncos beat the steelers blow out the steelers and it's gonna be a lot of fun Man, that sounds like a packed weekend, bro, and a good one, too. You were spending them jams on Saturday, bro. And, man, every Saturday, you are the reason why I can get work done. (laughs) To be honest, I always wake up on Saturdays, and I'm like, man, I just want to chill. I just want to be lazy. And then I throw on Jordan's mix, and I'm like, you know what? It's time to get up. Time to get some work done. Time to go conquer the world this Saturday morning. So, bro, I'm there every single Saturday, and I love the mix. It's always amazing. I mean, you always have a really good mix. And what what makes a good DJ, in my opinion, is when you know how to have those big drops, like the popular songs that everybody knows, at the right time. Because you don't want your entire playlist to be that. It'll get tired. It'll feel old. But when you have those songs that can fill in, and then you drop like that big song that everybody knows, everybody can sing along to, it makes it really worthwhile. It makes it really worth staying. And Jordan is very good at that. So, man, kudos. It's a a great mix. Be sure to check that out, guys, over on uh, X-Squad. Yes, over on Spreaker and the X-Squad Radio Network. And I all... And uh, before I let uh, Des go, because I definitely want to hear uh, Des's story about his weekend, I also have a new Facebook group page out for DJ Storytime. If you go on Facebook, type in DJ Storytime. It'll have also my name in there in parentheses. Like the page, and you'll uh, you'll be able to uh, 
you'll be able to know when I'm going on. Yeah, be sure to follow Jordan on Facebook, DJ Storytime. The Facebook group, right? It's not a page, correct? Right. It is a group, not a page. All right. Be sure to follow that group. And Dez, my man Jordan stole your spotlight here, bro. But what is going on, man? How was that weekend? Tell me a story. Oh, it's been good, fellas. I've been great. It's been a great weekend. I mean, I really just relaxed this week, you know, from uh, <clears throat> Friday on, kind of just take a personal day from work. Uh, just been working a heavy amount of hours, man. You guys know it. Um, the hospital's been crazy, but um, I mean, I saw the game one with the Lakers and the Nuggets, and you know, the Nuggets are just filling them out, you know. So I'm excited for game two today. Um, and then the Broncos, like Jordan said, um, so that's really gonna be um, interesting to see. But I mean, DJ Storytime, Jordan, I appreciate you, bro. It's been crazy, it's been amazing. Um, and uh, like I said, man, I'm just ready to start the show today. Um, I love the fans, you know, and uh, as Kevin Hart says, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Matthew McConaughey, too. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but guys. Yeah. They want crazy. You young G's and OG's, you know? That chop it up. I let it ring. You know that I mean. I don't drink green. Uh-uh. I need my green. Let's go. I just want to come up with a face and a spleen. I just want to let it be wet. Let it be green. When shit get wrong, you can't go right. Now I've been known to get shit blown about a proportion, but I'm on sight. Be careful. Lots to cover today. Uh, yes, game, game seven, uh, game one. We covered game seven last week, but game one. Denver Nuggets versus the LA Clippers, the set game seven, and then the LA Lakers game one. Whew. That was uh, quite a game. And also the Broncos, of course, uh, versus the Titans on Monday night. We'll definitely be talking about that. The PS5 showcase also happened this week. So there'll be a little bit of chit chat about that later on as well. And Billboard Top 10, guys, uh, you wouldn't be surprised at who's number one. So <laughs> Des, my man, is definitely going to break that down for us. But, uh, we're going to start off the show, unfortunately, on a sort of sad beat, guys. Um, switching gears here, uh, we did lose Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She passed away at 87 years old. Let's just take a quick moment of silence for our Supreme Court Justice real quick. All right, guys. Yes, she was an architect of the legal fight for women's rights and also fought for a lot of other rights like affirmative action same-sex marriage i mean she fought for a lot she was the liberal wing of the supreme court justice uh for more than a decade until her judicial appointment in 1980 she led the fight in the courts for gender equality and here's a quote from supreme court justice ruth bader ginsburg she says women will only have true equality when men share with them the responsibility of bringing up the next generation which it is our both of our responsibilities to share that and um i gotta say big loss uh you know she was getting up there and i will say that I rest in power uh i'm just so upset i never expected to see that again um uh, another legend it's like it feels like almost every single week we're coming back you know chat with bozeman kobe bryant john lewis now uh ruth bader ginsburg it feels it's it's heavy it's it's really heavy it's just like 
uh, it's overwhelming a little bit but this woman fought for equal rights for so long and not even for just women but for affirmative action for people of color she's been a big advocate for equality for all and so we have lost a big legend in law and uh man it, it hurts it hurts but i'm gonna just pivot to you guys real quick for some quick comments jordan what are your thoughts i mean i can even <clears throat> excuse me i i mean i could even go to just this particular term alone i mean i don't want to talk about that guy but uh it, of course we have to bring up uh what he has been trying to do to essentially divide us as a country in terms of dividing our minorities whether that be uh the hispanic hispanic population the african-american population the asian population etc i mean ruth bader ginsburg has been at the forefront of essentially telling our president that you're full of s-h-i-t and you should not be enacting these policies and has been at the forefront of blocking every major attempt for mr t to and i'm not talking about i'm not talking about the actor i'm talking about the other guy because i don't think his name deserves to be mentioned on this podcast but he has she has been at the forefront of blocking these policies and you know he uh, ruth bader ginsburg without her who knows where we would be as a country right now yeah i mean geez it's it's crazy the things that she's done and you're right she has deflected some of the pretty bad policies that were going to come in uh without her being there and it's going to affect the supreme court that's for sure but i do want to highlight a couple of big things that she did uh the she what she's done for women this is just a quick list that i actually found on instagram this morning very well organized from the from the account uh at phenomenal now she has done she has uh here's just a bulleted list right to sign a mortgage without a man the right to have a bank account without a male co-signer, the right to have a job without being discriminated based on gender, and the right for women to be pregnant slash have kids at work. Man, imagine how different society would be worse without those things. So thank you so much, Supreme Court Justice. Uh, Dez, did you have anything you wanted to say? Yeah, um, honestly, um, it's a sad loss, you know, at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, um, we do have to... Uh, reflect on what she has done and what she has made an impact on at the end of the day too um definitely hard um to be honest, i didn't know that much about her but i did a lot of research in um, this week alone but um just a sad loss you know what i'm saying but uh it will never be forgotten yes sir and we have to continue this fight it's just like she said we have to come together as men and women and teach the next generation correctly all right guys let's get on to sports Jordan, I'm going to go on over to you, man. Let us know your thoughts about the NBA playoffs, and then we'll all talk about it together. Absolutely. So right now, this has been a very interesting playoff series. If you told me before everything had kind of uh, revealed itself or gone along its course that we'd be looking at the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals, Oh, and the uh, Miami Heat and the Eastern Conference Finals, too, respectively. I would say, absolutely, I definitely see the uh, Nuggets uh, getting there. Everyone else would be like, yo, you're crazy. What are you doing? Are you are you smoking that Colorado grass? But, you know, joke, all jokes aside, I mean, let's look at the fact that 
you know, the Denver Nuggets were down three and one to a Utah Jazz team that had a Donovan Mitchell that was bona fide, ready to become a future NBA superstar. And we're also down 3-1 to a Paul George, Kawhi Leonard team with Doc Rivers as your head coach. I mean, two totally impossible scenarios to overcome. And to give you kind of a live reaction to game seven of that Nuggets Clippers series and the fourth quarter when everything was said and done and you know you kind of got the feeling when Jamal Murray just went off and especially that three-pointer that he hit right in front of Kawhi Leonard's face you just kind of saw the the energy coming together like everything was coming together and, and I'm not gonna lie when the ticker hit zero zero when I saw that the Denver Nuggets were moving on to the uh, the Western Conference Finals, I'm not going to lie, I cried happy tears. I could not control myself because I, I, even though I had all the faith in the world that this was about to happen, I I just couldn't have visualized it any more, more beautiful and any more sweeter than that particular moment on Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, man. I mean, let's be real here. That was awesome. I'm so glad we got to finally move on to the Western Finals. It feels good. Like, Mr. Dez over there had a comment <laughs> while we were watching. I was like, no, let's let's win. Uh, but, Dez, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, let's hear that comment. <laughs> Can you guys hear me good um, with this? But, um, like I said, I mean, it's – and that was a comment. Those guys like, man, we got this in the bag. And uh, Leo was like, no, no, not yet. Jordan said it, too. He's like, no, not yet. But – um, like I said it's a great win, man. Denver really is a resilient team. Uh, really, just uh, scrappy, man. Uh, they remind me of the Warriors a little bit when they first started coming up, uh, when the Warriors beat Denver in the playoffs a couple years ago. Um, so this team is like right on the cusp of making a NBA championship run, which they have, uh, especially this year. A lot of strides. Um, I mean, I'm not disappointed about Game One of the Lakers, which we'll get into a little bit too, but. Um, like I said, it was great to see um, that resiliency and just balling, man. I mean, you had Jamal Murray going off and you had Jokic going off with all the spin moves. Um, it, it's just been crazy. And you got Paul Millsap contributing, which that doesn't really happen much. Uh, <laughs> and you got Gary Harris, which, you know, he just puts a couple three-point bombs out there. And then you get Tony Craig. Um, the defense of the Denver Nuggets definitely stood out in that game seven um, and definitely holding Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to career lows. Um, they both scored to combine 24 points. Uh, Kawhi Leonard scored 14, Paul George scored 10. So um, Denver rose to the occasion. I'm not surprised about the game one loss against the Lakers um, because the Lakers are really a uh, physical team, especially in the bigs of the center position. So Denver has an advantage because of the youth. Um, LeBron is getting older. Um, Anthony Davis is getting older. Um, so Denver has, a, they're, they're really young. Um, they can bounce back. I feel like they're going to win game two tonight. Um, but like I said, man, I mean, yeah, they got that hot sauce, man. Denver got that hot sauce. So I say they're, they're, they're on the rise. But I'm happy they won the game. Yeah, and you bring up a good point. You know, we've got the youth, man, and, and that really is going to go a long way in these next games. We'll see the energy and balance between the two teams. What, and we'll see what'll happen. And, Jeez. Oh, man. Stephen A. Smith tore the Clippers up. I mean, he tore into the Clippers as soon as that, as soon as the game ended, he called it the biggest choke job in, in NBA history. <laughs> but we know how he is. He's dramatic. Of course, he's going to call it a choke job. But 
I, I put it on our, our nuggets. We just did great. We played, like you were saying, Des, we played amazing, great defense, very, very good footwork that night. And just Jokic and Murray had great, great energy that night. They were putting up points and just killing it on the court. It was a great game to watch. It was exciting. We were ahead most of the game, too. I mean, we, we fell behind a little bit and just kind of hit that and came back. And it was amazing to watch us win and, and go on to the finals. Jordan, did you have some more thoughts about that game? Uh, I mean, listen, I, 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 we need to go back to what you were referring to uh, earlier, Leo. The comment that I believe you were alluding to was the fact that Des wanted Denver to fall behind. Yep, <laughs> that that's game. what I was alluding to. He didn't <laughs> want to admit it, but yes. <laughs> so, so how about that comment, Des? <laughs> Tell us a story. <laughs> Um, I, I did say that uh, to all our fans out there. I did say that because Denver plays well from behind. Not saying they play well with the lead, um, but going to game seven, they were behind during halftime by maybe it's a true. couple points. And then once halftime mm -hmm. switched, they literally had a switch on the third, fourth quarter. Um, not saying if they had the lead, would they be not winning the game? Uh, but they had a little more sense of urgency. And Denver is that type of team. Um, the Lakers, you've seen it with game one. Um, it was not even that, I mean, it was a big loss. Don't get me wrong. It was a big loss, but it was only close to, wasn't even that big of a margin that they lost too. Um, but Denver kept on fighting back and fighting back. Um, it was just the turnovers that kind of kept Denver out of the game in game one against the, in the Western conference finals against Lakers, but Denver plays so well from behind, um, that every team that plays Denver, uh, now knows or knows by now you have to put yeah, pedal to the metal with Denver, or as the reference say in ESPN, you gotta you gotta put the uh, foot on the neck of the team uh, when you have a lead like that because Denver they can get some threes, go to the free throw line. Um, and like I said, Denver will make those adjustments. I feel like Denver is one of those behind coming behind teams. They'll creep up on you. They're gonna find the right time to strike. It's like a cobra, where you know it's gonna find the right time to strike, um, and when it strikes. It's going to penetrate um and denver is that type of team so like i said i give denver the win game two tonight um because i feel like what lebron and the lakers did i'm sorry to say this i'm going to say this now if i'm wrong i'm wrong and i'll admit it back on another episode lakers fell in the nuggets trap this is the reason why i say that and i'm putting that prediction out there because the lakers to start bullying the denver nuggets and say get big after you've got dwight howard you know, going on a mismatch with Paul Millsap, who's going to win that? Dwight Howard. So even LeBron got into it. Um, so Denver is fueled by that. You are feeling the Denver Nuggets in both ways. They can play from behind. And if you talk, you start talking smack, which every team talks smack. But when you talk smack, especially in this type of stage of, of the playoffs, and, and, and the Nuggets don't like getting punked, somebody's going to step up. I say it's going to be Michael Porter Jr., I say Denver might have to assert Bobo a little bit more. Bobo is 7-2. He can give the Lakers fits, especially with their bigs. He is not the most physical guy. But that guy got better handles than Dwight Howard. He has better handles than JaVale McGee. Probably better handles than LeBron. And I'm just saying that because I was LeBron. Who? How can I guard a 7-2 guy? I cannot guard a 7-2 guy, no matter my height. So Lakers got something coming. Um, and that's my prediction. The Nuggets play better from behind, fellas. Nuggets in six. I mean, you're not lying. We do. We do play better from behind. It's that adrenaline that 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 hits us, you know, when when we are behind. Man, the fact that we came up 
from being one. I mean, we had one win in just getting all the way to game seven. Amazing. Amazing. But guys, let's move on to that Lakers game. Jordan, take us through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been blind for a while now. I just got the key, they let me in, no ID Doors opening up for me and now I see I've been blind for a while now I've been blind for a while now I've been blind Every single goddamn day, nigga think he next to Think he next to who? Tomato, mustard, mayonnaise Nigga better catch him, catch him, catch him Thank God my head too hard for me to learn my Yeah, so I mean I'm not gonna sugarcoat it Game one with the Lakers for the Nuggets was uh how do I put this not not good not good whatsoever but uh, I will say that there is something to say about the Denver Nuggets being mentally and physically exhausted after having to come back 3-1 in two different series so you know game two I definitely believe is going to be a different beast altogether I am looking for the same the same usual suspects to perform well. I'm talking about uh, Nikola Jokic. I'm talking about uh, Murray. They definitely need to perform in this game. And then for my sleeper, the guy that I'm thinking is going to have a good game where no one else particularly is uh, talking about him, I'm going to go to my man, and I can't believe I'm saying this in live air because I've not given this guy any proper love, looking for Mason Plumley to do some things. I'm looking for Mason Plumley to have a very big impact on game two. And just like Des said, I'm going for that Nuggets win. And I'm also going for the Nuggets to win this series against the Lakers, not in seven, but in six games. Ooh, bold prediction. Bold prediction. Uh, I would love to see us win in six games i think we're gonna come back i think you know game one is always really tough after a big win you know you come in and you you have that you have a little bit of um rust from the last game man so i definitely think we're gonna shake the dust off and kick some ass the rest of the games des what are your thoughts man i I agree with you jordan i agree with you with the uh, nuggets winning um i agree with you leo as well um i'm gonna say this and uh i don't mean to be funny but man it looked like the Nuggets just got bullied. Literally, it's like a backyard basketball game, five on five, and you're the middle school kids and you're playing high school seniors. Um, that's what literally what it looked like in game one. The Nuggets lost by 12 points in game one, but that's by the bench. If you see in the last final minutes, the bench actually did better than the starters. Um, and you're talking about Michael Porter, Bobo, uh, PJ Dozier, which he doesn't get a lot of credit for. I feel like Denver might have switched their lineup a little bit. How they switched their lineup before Gary Harris was there. You keep Gary Harris on the floor, but you might have to go defensive-minded. And it's it's based off, too, what Frank Vogel and the Lakers do. Um, It's been rumored now that uh, it's going to be JaVale McGee starting in Game 2. So they're going to try to throw all these different big men out to disrupt Jokic. Jokic is the centerpiece of the Nuggets offense. Somebody has to step up. Um, I agree with Mason Plumlee. Um, I say Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap needs to shoot threes, be the old Paul Millsap that he needs to be from Atlanta. Um, He doesn't like losing to LeBron. He's always said that once he gets to this stage of his career, he's been to the conference finals twice um, with great teams back in the day uh, when he was in Atlanta. Um, He really needs to, you know, he's a vocal leader. He's a vet. 
Um, he has the experience. So um, the guys experienced game one of the Western Conference Finals. They know it's going to be a physically, mental, tough uh, team. Um, and the Lakers, I'm sorry, the Lakers are scared of the Nuggets. I'm telling you that now. For them to talk to, to basically bully the Nuggets in game one and think this is a, just a lob city type LA Lakers, which I appreciate all the lobs and all that. Um, and I understand we're live, but to me, the Lakers aren't shit without LeBron because you don't have a LeBron. The Nuggets probably would have won game one. But with LeBron, LeBron took all the attention from him to pass. So I'm looking for Jokic to get, you know, Michael Malone, I need you to do something different. The two-man game is not working for me because I could read that. So let's just stick to the course and let's just play a great game. That's how I feel, man. Let's stick to the course, play a great game. You make very good points about Paul Millsap. I mean, you know, he is the veteran of our squad. It's time to step up, man. You know, you've been there. It's time to step up. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right. So shall we transition into the NFL or did we have any more NBA stories, Jordan? Uh, the only other thing that I want to touch up on is the uh, Boston Celtics Miami Heat series. I am picking the uh, Miami Heat to win that game also in uh, also in six, which, uh, you know, I'm wanting that Nuggets Heat finals. And also my cousin does as well. Uh, my cousin, Daniel Sendra, he's been on the show before. Big Miami Heat fan. And listen, Boston, you finally got to win this series. Great job. But I just smell it. I smell Jimmy Butler coming <laughs> after Boston like nobody's business. He is going to stick it to him. Do I think that Boston will get another game out of this? Absolutely. A Brad Stevens coach team is going to be very tough to beat. And I definitely see Boston either winning a game either somewhere in game five or they tie the series up when they play in game four tomorrow. But at the end of the day, Miami will then take the next uh, two out of those three games and close this series out. Boston does not have a chance in this series. Yeah, I definitely could see the Heat pulling this out, man. And I would love to see a Heat Nuggets finals. Wow, that <laughs> let's call that right now, y'all. Let's call it. Dez, do you have any thoughts? Uh, I do. The uh, Miami Heat did win. No, they lost yesterday. Sorry, joking. They jo uh, they lost yesterday. So it is the series now is one two. Uh, favor of Miami Heat. I would like to see Miami Heat in Nuggets uh, finals. I'm tired of seeing just the same exact teams. You've got your original teams where it's like Boston or, or uh, you know, the Lakers in Boston, or you got the Miami Heat and Lakers. It's always those like couple teams that always be there where I want to see a different face, a different team in, in the finals. Um, and look, Jamal Murray, he, he, he even pointed out, going back to the Nuggets, Jamal Murray is saying that LeBron James is in they're in the basically the lakers are manipulating manipulating the uh, the reps um so my my statement on that comment is i get the frustration but it's time to ball um but as everybody knows reps can't sway the game because you look at the game i mean some of these calls were like are you serious that, that that's a laker call are you a laker fan you know um even mayor michael hancock our own mayor said it a tweet saying you know this whole game has been basically a Lakers show, um, especially with the ref calls. So uh, I would like to see a Miami Heat uh, Nugget series. I think it'd be different for the NBA. It's no more LeBron and, and, and Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum. None to take away from them, but I'm just tired of seeing LeBron always going to a finals. He's basically, it's not fair. You're basically building a super team where Denver basically just built the team from the ground up. I would like to see that more of a success, a success story than just having LeBron getting another championship because to me 
you're building super teams and i don't like athletes that just build super teams but they just don't start from the ground up if we're gonna win game two and listen i completely agree with the whole free throw thing because the lakers get 37 free throw attempts the nuggets only get 28 that is a disparity between nine so that's definitely an impact but if i have to be completely honest denver cannot go cannot shoot 35% from the three-point line. That just cannot happen. Nine out of 26, that's not going to fly in this series if that continues to happen. Hey, one more thing to look out for tonight. LeBron James, Frank Vogel said he is good to go tonight against the Nuggets in game two. Um, Not saying to keep an eye on that, but, you know, Giannis, he had a bad ankle. And Giannis didn't play. Bucks didn't win that series. When he did play the last game, they still didn't win. So, uh, no, I'm not saying that ankle is a, is a, is a problem for the Lakers because they have Ron John Rondo to control the keys um, on the point guard position. But I would keep an eye on that tonight because LeBron's a tough guy. I'm telling you, Denver's going to throw everything. They're going to be physical. Jamal Murray is Jamal Murray, Jokic, and Paul Millsap. That whole team is going to step up tonight. I'm looking for Michael Porter. Michael Porter, I need you to show out tonight. I need Bobo. If you're the Nuggets coaching staff, put him in the game. I'm tired of seeing fouls from just dumb fouls from Paul Millsap. Plumlee, I like, but he's a bruiser. He's more like a lamb beer. So uh, my thing is, if you're going to play those good minutes and you play well with Jokic, where they have a two-man game with Jokic and Plumlee, and you put Murray in there, that does disrupt the the defensive scheme for the Lakers. But uh, long story short, Bobo in the game. It's Bobo time. It's time for the rookies to step up. It's time for them to rise to the occasion. It's time for the others, as well as Gary Harris and Tony Craig. It's time to show out. If you want to be in this series, this is a game you got to win tonight. I agree, man. We gotta, we gotta just fire everything at him, man. I mean, you put Bobo in, you give him, give him that seven-two big tall guy. He's gonna be almost impossible to stop. We got to put everything into this game. So let's go, Nuggets. Let's go. Game two. We got this. Easy victory for our boys. Easy victory. Like I said, Plumley, I'm going to need you to give me something. Put your all into it because you are definitely my sleeper pick. And then I, I have my usual suspects, the Joker and Murray, coming up huge in this game. Huge. Hey, let's go, Nuggets. Let's go. Let's get those butterball biscuits. Let's get them rebound. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I hear that, bro. I hear that. Give us some biscuits and jelly, man. All right, All right Jordan. Um, biscuits and gravy. <laughs> oh, no. I can't do no gravy, bro. No? Uh, nah, nah. I can't do that gravy. No? Take us, take us into the NFL, though, my brother. All right. All right. So... I feel like nigga only hating cause I'm young. But I'm on my shit though. Was on my ass when I was younger, now I'm on my shit. Before we get to week two, before we get to the other week one games, we gotta talk about Broncos and Titans. Um, here's the thing, gentlemen. When you got a guy named Steven Gostowski for the Tennessee Titans, missing three field goals, 
missing an extra point. You're thinking to yourselves, Denver, this is a game hand-wrapped to you from the gods. Take this game. That didn't end up happening. We lose 16 to 14. I will let me start well off with the good first before we get into the absolutely ugly. This defense is scary. Is absolutely out of your mind scary. We did that to a Tennessee Titans team that was a year ago in the AFC Championship without Von Miller. All right, let let that marinate. This happened without Von Miller. And Ryan Tannehill, in my opinion, is a damn good quarterback. Derrick Henry is a damn good running back. We only gave up 16 points. And really, I consider that really nine points because they got seven from the fact that Melvin Gordon fumbled in our own red zone. So what, what is the defense supposed to do in that situation? Uh, Drew Locke, I saw a lot of good out of him. He made the good throws. He was able to make some throws on the run. There was really a really nice touchdown pass that he made that was just essentially him going one direction and then throwing the ball in the other kind of not Patrick Mahomes like all right I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put those uh, put those praises on him just yet maybe in the future but uh, definitely a good touchdown pass there was a lot to like from Jerry Judy he's a he is exactly the type of speedster that we need and when we get Corton Sutton back this team is going to be absolutely dangerous. Noah Fant, one of the speediest tight ends ever. Love the pick. Glad that he's on our team. And that is that. So we have a very, very, very promising Denver Broncos team that is going to win the division this year. So let's now let's get into the ugly. Vic Fangio, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Now you got it. Seriously. Because there were, let's go back. Let's not even start with the field goal series. Let's go back to the, uh, you know, the other, like, offensive series, like our second-to-last offensive series. Now, people are going to say Jerry Judy shouldn't be dropping those balls. Well, hold on. Pump the brakes. What are you doing throwing the ball? Why aren't you running it? Why aren't you eating up some clock? Why aren't you making Tennessee call a timeout? Why are you making Drew Locke throw the ball when you shouldn't be throwing the ball in that situation? And you're putting the onus on a young rookie that is... As you know, I get it. He was he played great in Alabama, and I'm not taking anything away from Judy. He is definitely going to be a very good superstar with us. But you can't give the kid that much pressure in his first ever game. Like, what are you doing? And what are you and clock management that needs to be cleaned up right now. You knew what Tennessee was going to do when we were when they were in the red zone. Just run the ball, run the clock out. Our run defense was absolutely unstoppable against Derrick Henry. Why don't you call a timeout? You know, one, two, three, and we had would have had the ball with at least one twenty left to go. Plenty of time for Drew Lock to get at least get us into field position for Brandon McManus to kick our game-winning field goal. That's what should have happened, but. The clock management was absolutely disgusting. Absolutely. And I, I want to go back to defense and what you were saying. This was a dynamic, great defense without Von Miller. And Chubb wasn't the one making that many plays. So we had a very great defense this time around. And keeping them to three points, I think we did that um, <laughs> almost every drive. They, were either, they either didn't get to the field goal line or we kept them to three points, and they gift-wrapped this game for us. Their kicker missed 
three field goals, three, or I want to say two field goals and an extra point. That is a give rap game for us. We should have been able to get that, but you're right. It was not good calling down in the red zone. What are we doing doing shovel passes down in the red zone? Like, really? We're at the one-yard line. Why would you do a, a cute little shovel instead of trying to run it in? It, it, it was really badly bad calls this game, especially in the red zone, trying to have um, trying to have Drew Locke actually throw in the end zone. And look, he's you're right, Jordan. He's great at passes. He's really good on the run, too. I mean, when that pocket collapses, he's really good at just tossing on the run and improvising and going for it. And he and they can get first downs and get down the field doing things like that. But when you get in the end zone, you have your running back run that in. You give it to Lindsey. Have him run it in. Like this, this was just not good. These calls were not good this game on the offense. But man, the defense really came to play. They look very promising, even without Von Miller. And that right there is a big, big positive because as we say, defense wins championships. So I yes, am very excited to keep on watching the defense and watch the offense grow because there's great synergy. I mean, Fant is great. Once we get Sutton back in the game, we're going to have him, Fant, and we're going to have Jerry Judy. I mean, I'm very excited to see the synergy there. Jerry Judy's footwork is amazing. I mean, he juked a couple of guys during the game, and I'm like, man, this kid is quick. He's very quick on his feet. He's quick to run. He can uh, split off the route and go a different way and then be just fine. I'm really excited to see the offense grow, but this play calling is horrible. The clock management was bad, and I, 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 I it's only game one, so I'm not going to say – what I was just going to say, because I was like, I don't know, should we be questioning Fangio? But it's only game one. Let's continue to see how we how we improve over the weeks. But Dez, I want to get your thoughts on the game. And I, I'm going to say this right now. We are going to have an explosive offense. Jordan, I might have to go on your uh, prediction, man, with uh, seven touchdowns from Drew Locke because uh, James Palmer just tweeted 41 minutes ago. I'm told Broncos wide receiver Cortland Sutton shoulder is going to play today. Basers the Steelers. So not only because oh, one second, let me adjust my fancy team. <laughs> I am being honest. So not only does that change the outlook this week, you got KJ Hamler coming into the game. He's going to be on the snap count. But to have all three of them out there, plus Noah Fant, I have Noah Fant. I have Jerry Judy. I'm starting Jerry Judy over Emmanuel Sanders in the wide receiver slash flex position and all those fantasy leagues out there for all our fantasy fans. Um, and the reason being behind that, if you're a, a safety and the Steelers are not that great of a secondary, they're great on the pass rush, but their secondary is a little iffy. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, the guy that came from the Dolphins last year from the trade uh, from Miami to the Steelers, um, great safety, great inside the box, but uh, you got to guard now Noah Fant. Now you got to guard KJ Hamlin. Now you got to guard Cortland Sutton. Those are going to get everybody wide open looks and Jerry Judy. Um, but going back to week one, Denver should have won that game. Vic Fangio, if I was if I was a coach, use your timeouts. Why aren't you using timeouts? It, even in Madden, even a Madden game. I know that's a video game for all our fans out there. But still, I know there's less than a minute left and I need my quarterback to go down the field and try to at least get his in field goal range to win the game. We have a kicker that has a great leg. He has a golf 
type leg. He is not the Tiger Woods leg, but I say like Phil Milkison, Phil Milkison type leg, you know, but long story short means to say, use your timeouts and then a shuffle pass. Okay. And one coach says this, um, it's on YouTube. It's hilarious. He says, we were who we thought they were and we let them off the hook. That's exactly what the Broncos did. Um, and, and you can't expect results of a W when you do a shuffle pass on fourth and one. It should not be like that. Um, it, it needs to be cleared up by the offensive coordinator, which I know they did this week. But at the end of the day, big Fangio, get your head out your butt. It's game time. I know you're a little bit older. Okay. But that's why you got coaches. That's why you have assistants. This is the reason why you have a supporting cast that you brought in. You brought Pat Shermer in for a reason. The Broncos only scored 14 points. This is exactly how Rich Gangarello was. It's like choppy, choppy offense. Hey, you know what? Let's go for the field goal. If they would have went for the field goal, they would have won the game. And, and Melvin Gordon today, he's going to be having the heavy load against the Steelers. Let's rock, baby. Okay, let's rock. And the Broncos do have Royce Freeman, and they did activate uh, Bellamy, the guy from Western Michigan. He's a speedy running back. He's like a Philip Lindsay. Measly to say, defense wins championships. The Denver Broncos did look great on defense as well. Um, Derrick Henry did get 100 yards, but he had to work for that. He only had 3.5 yards a carry. So it was really low of a carry load where the Broncos had almost 5.3 with Melvin Gordon. So um, the legs turn in Melvin Gordon, get that running game going this week. I say the Broncos are going to beat the Steelers. Jordan, I might have to go on your prediction, my friend. Drew Block may have a day. This might be one of the greatest upsets right now in NFL. When you have every analyst saying the Broncos aren't going to score any points, they're, 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 they're just not the team that they thought they were. Denver's going to shock a lot of teams and, and uh, buckle up, man, because mile high, the Broncos are coming. So, yes. I, uh, um, real quick, I wanted to ask you guys, who did he toss that shovel to? I didn't catch who that was. Oh, God. Uh, was uh, the tight end Jake Butt. And Jake, oh, yeah. See, and it, yeah. See, when you have a last name, if you if you're tossing it, if you're if you are but. relying, if you are relying on a guy whose last name is Butt, that, that's not a recipe oh, for on. success. Hold on, Jake Butt was making some plays, but the problem is they're two young guys. You don't do that with two young guys. It'd be different if it was Aaron Rodgers. You don't do that with two young dudes on the team. You don't do that. Like, run it in. Give it to Lindsey. Let him go in. He's a small dude. He'll 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 squeeze his way through the pack. Give it to Lindsey. All I'm exactly. all exactly. I'm saying is, you give it to a if you rely on a guy named Butt for a touchdown drive, bad things are going to happen to you. And uh, while uh, while we were while we were discussing that, I'm just going to let you all of you know that uh, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and Noah Fant where available are starting for my team right now. I truly believe that Drew Locke is gonna is gonna rip the Steelers a new one today. I I can roll with that prediction, man. I mean, our offense is dynamite. We've got some good choices. We just man, coaching. We just gotta make some good plays, man. Let's just keep the drive going. Let's get down to that red zone and let's make some great decisions because we were at the red zone a lot. And it was just them play call the play calls that were pretty bad, pretty bad. But guys, I'm gonna go to you first. Of course, as our sports expert, 
just initial re reactions to uh, NFL week one. I mean, hey, we're back. Football's back, guys. It's exciting to be back in, in football. Let me know your reactions, Jordan. I know you caught that Pats game. All uh, Cam Newton with the new the new squad, man. Let me know. So let's we're gonna start right there first. Uh, the with the Patriots and the Dolphins game, two things stood out to me. One, Cam Newton is gonna be all right with the, the New England Patriots. I definitely saw a lot of 2015 MVP Cam Newton, especially that rushing touchdown that he had against Miami. And then for Miami, specifically Ryan Fitzception. Uh, he is going to be out of the starting quarterback job by week four, uh, if not earlier, Tua Tungavaloga will definitely be starting this year. You can book it. Absolutely. Uh, man, <laughs> good game. Good game, man. I mean, I, I I was like looking at the Patriots with Cam Newton. Pretty solid, pretty solid. And uh, I'm Brady couldn't pull it out with the Bucks, But man, I mean, Drew Brees with the saints that's a tough squad to beat so it will be next five games that we can really judge that squad des week one's reactions what's your thoughts man uh my 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 shocking reaction was tom brady not struggling but he didn't give gronk the ball i'm like i have right. gronk, <laughs> i have gronk on my fancy team like today all live fans i'm starting noah fant but i might have to put gronk in now because look at the wide receivers the broncos got this may be a game. This may be a week where I am so unsure. But don't put Gronk, Gronk in. Was, he's based on the Panthers, and the Panthers. I just feel like Tom Brady may start it, but I'm putting Noah Fan in because I look old as fuck. I mean, come on, man, push. You know, he just he looked kind of rusty a little bit, and Tom Brady. It kind of shocked me. With I know you have our wide receivers, but you had Mike Evans. He wasn't 100, percent but you had Godwin. You had Gronk. You got your main guy. You it's like backyard throw and catch, get a couple five yards. He didn't even throw to Gronk except once. He only got nine two catches for twelve yards. That's all he gave me last week. He he didn't give me anything. Um and Bruce Arians, I was kind of surprised this week with the comments. He said a comment about Tom Brady and Gronk, and Tom Brady's like, Oh, he was my coach, you know. But you know, for somebody called Tom Brady on his play like that, and Bruce Arians, it takes guts. You know, Bill Belichick, we all know behind closed doors, he rip a new one into any player that doesn't do something right. Specifically, it go from the wide receiver to the linebacker. So that was kind of shocking uh, for week one. Um, and the team that looks surprisingly rusty, too, uh, the Vikings. I'm really surprised. I thought it'd be a closer game against the, uh, the, um, the Packers, but my goodness, their defense looks so depleted. And they can't cover Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Devontae Adams had two touchdowns and over 100 yards. Everybody else was getting catches maybe once or twice, but that was his main target. Then you had the running back. They didn't put the running game that in that much until the fourth quarter just to bleed out the clock. Um, so that was a shocker to me. And Big uh, Ben, I'm sorry, but he still looks out of shape, okay? He looks out of shape. He doesn't look that well. Um, I like the comment he said after the game, but then it was kind of smart. He's like, the only reason why I came back, I don't have to, you know, Prove nobody anything. I've done all the accolades I can do, but I came back for these guys. I, I told them that that's the reason why I came back. Why are you telling them in the locker room? I get it. It's week one. You want to motivate them. You want a spark, but you've been in training camp, but you can talk to your players and say, hey, this is the reason I came back. Um, he just looks really old, really, really old. Uh, Philip Liver Rivers looks like the same old Philip Rivers uh, in Indianapolis. <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> especially with that the way he throws the ball, man. He, th- he, throws, <laughs> he throws the football like a sandbag. Like you're, th- you're playing um, cornhole. Um, cornhole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like you're playing cornhole. Oh, I'll give him an interception. I'm surprised the Jags won too. That was one of my sleepers. I actually got the running back starting my second slot because Philip Lindsay's out. So um, my thing this week, guys, let's get the underdogs a win. Um, I want the Eagles um i i don't know that's your team leo i don't know if that's your team but i'm really pulling for um i want uh, the guy from alabama to start i don't like carson wentz i i just feel like he's really inconsistent he gets hurt all the time and his injuries are so small but he stays out for almost right. three or four months um and then the running back position they're hurt too um but people were picking them to win um and um atlanta falcons get a win man put the atl on the map my goodness <laughs> put get atl on the day, map Oh, you know what? They're not the Browns. They're they're not that embarrassing. So <laughs> they, they have a shot. They have a no, shot. Let's they're not the that. Bungles right now. So we'll, we'll give them that. No, one. No, 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 man. Hey, 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 hey. Let's let's lay off the Cincinnati Bengals for a minute because I started hey. my guy Joe Burrow mm. and he got me them points in fantasy. So I'm gonna look, look, lay look, off look. the Bengals today. They lost their starting tight end. Now they have to go to another tight end. Um. The team that I think is going to have the most trouble, I'm just going to say this now, the most trouble is the Chargers. Because, not because they're wide receiver core, their defense stinks, okay? It stinks. It is horrible. It is going to be blown out today. It's going to be horrible. You guys are in the Kansas City Chiefs. You don't have Derwin James, one of your best top defensive men. You have uh, Bosa and you have uh, uh, Ingram. But come on now like that's not gonna help you these guys are getting a little bit older i remember ingram when i was back in the broncos when they were, when he had peyton manning he was better during then than he is now um and and i like the coach there in 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 uh in uh where they call now the la chargers i i they're changing their name so much now that i don't even remember the old names but uh it's really sad to see a organization like that where you don't have home fan, fans come to your games even before the pandemic so uh, I feel like for them, that's a more of a, a win. Um, but at the same exact time, like their offense stinks. Okay. They paid a bunch of guys. And I'm telling you right now, they're not going to be competing. Tonight is going to be, today against the Chiefs, it's going to be 49 to 7. Yeah. Put Justin, Justin Herbert in. I believe in Tyrod Taylor, but I just feel like against the Chiefs, he's going to be throwing interceptions. He's not going to do well. And the Chiefs are going to get the win. The Chiefs are going to be the Same number consistent. one. Team. Des, you have convinced me. So I had, I was really deciding on whether to uh, start or sit a Clyde Edwards Hilaire over Darius Slayton. And just from your conviction, from your passion, I have decided that I'm going to go with Clyde Edwards Hilaire today and uh, we'll see what happens. Hey, you should go with him, man. They're going to use him a lot more in the running game this week. Um, they know he can do better. Um, and just a fantasy update, though we're about to get to other topics. So this guy, his I'm basing him. His team is, oh, my God, my team sucks. Um, that's what his team name is. Uh, but his team does not suck. His team is actually really <laughs> good. So he drops Garden Minshew. He put him on the bench and then dropped him. And I think he's trying to pick up a player at the last minute. I don't know who what the player is. He had Garden Minshew starting as of last night, and now he's putting in Carson Wentz against the Rams. Yo, I don't know if this is your team. I'm not knocking Carson Wentz that much, but the Rams got a defense. You got Jalen Ramsey. You got Aaron Donald. You got some dogs. And I'm not saying the Eagles can't compete, but 
I think this is a bad move for my guy that's playing me today because I have uh, the one and only Lamar Jackson. So, uh, and he's based in Houston, and Houston defense isn't that great, anyways, especially in pass coverage. So, I'm really shocked about that. I don't know who he's going to try to add. I mean, I really don't know what he's going to try to add, but I mean, his team doesn't even look that good at all. It looks like it's going to be a loss. The only players that he has is Ezekiel Elliott. And that's what I'm scared about tonight, but we'll see what happens. Okay, so just to give you a heads up, I'm not in fantasy this year, so I don't have a team, but I've been enjoying watching the games, and uh, I was watching that Philly game at the beginning of the game <laughs> last week, and I didn't even check in, and I just kind of put it, put them on for a couple minutes, and I saw how Wentz came in so hot. I mean, they, they he got a touchdown in the first quarter, a touchdown in the second so they were leading 17-7, and, and the Washington football team pulled it out. I'm like, dude, Wentz is so inconsistent. Like, dude, you come out with this hot start, and then you don't score the rest of the game? Come on, man. That's ridiculous. He did, he, he did this. He said, pew, and he said, Pew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you, you came out so hot at the beginning of the game. I mean, they scored on the first drive, I want to say. It was the first drive. It was their second drive. But they scored so early in the game, and it's like, all right, you know, Philly fans I know are cheering right now. I've got some really good friends who are Philly fans. Uh, and just to see start the game so hot and then take a complete dump in the second half? Yeah, that was questioning. Bad. Yeah, that was that was really bad. So y'all need to question that squad a little bit. Y'all need to question Carson Wentz a little bit. Yeah, my, my, my guy I'm playing today, I, I, I don't know why he's in, in favor of Carson Wentz. Especially I, in fantasy, the biggest thing I look at is matchups. So I look at the matchups and see, okay, who do you play? Even as a player, and you see LA Rams, you're like, oh, shit. It's not a Wade Phillips defense, but my goodness. Did you see what they did against the Cowboys? Now, that game was close. It was close, and there was a bad call. It should have been overturned. It should have been a, not an offensive pass interference. But in my goodness, you're talking about football the, of, of the Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz. He is so inconsistent. It reminds me a lot of, of, of uh, I'm going to bring up a Broncos quarterback that was really inconsistent, but Axon Lynch, he sucked. He was trash, but he would get us in games. And then when it's time to shine, like, interception, fumble, you know, um, it's, it's I, I really want to pull for the Eagles because I really want them to get a win over a great caliber team. But I'm serious. I mean, Leo, as a, as, as a Philly fan, I know you believe in your team. Do you believe that Carson Wentz will have a great game oh. against Aaron Donald in that front five? I'm not quite a Philly fan, but look, I just I, I I've watched their games just because my friend friends are Phillies fans. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> go. I'm just gonna say that off the top. Nah. So I got a question for you in terms of fantasy. Who do you think is gonna have a bigger game? Because I've been really debating Slayton versus Julio Jones. Do you think Jones is gonna go have a bigger game, or is it gonna be Slayton tonight? Oh, I okay. I know we gotta get to other times. I, if I had to pick, I'm gonna put Julio Jones. The only reason why I say Julio Jones is because Dallas doesn't have a great secondary. Julio Jones actually had a great week last week. He had like eight catches or 88 yards, close to 100 yards, and that was mostly by garbage time. But I mean, Matt Ryan, I'm believing in them. They're uh, facing the Cowboys, and it is one of the Cowboys with home game today, so. It's going to be crazy to see about that, how much of a fan presence does that affect Atlanta. Uh, but uh, I feel like Atlanta has something to prove. If I have to put my a nail on it, Darius Slayton, he's a great wide receiver too. Who does he play for? The Giants? 
Yeah, and they're playing against the uh, Chicago Bears today in Chicago. Oh yeah, I put a uh, Julio Jones in because okay. Chicago is great defense. They they have a great defense. They 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 shouldn't have won that game against Detroit, but uh, I think I give it to I give Chicago that defense because especially when they play at home. Um, but uh, that's one up in the year. I would put Julio Jones in just because of yardage. I don't know how your league is set up. Mine is by catch and reception yards. It's a like, PPR league. Yeah, then you should probably put uh, Julio Jones in. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't want to, you know, press this much longer, but uh, Leo, who do you think is going to win today between Broncos and the Steelers and tonight's game, which is a Sunday night game, which I think is going to be really intriguing, really intriguing um, between, I think it's Seattle and uh, I'm looking at the thing real quick, Seattle and New England with Cam Newton. Um, I'm definitely going our Broncos. I'm hoping we step up on the offense and make some good calls in the red zone. I think our offense is really dynamite, and uh, we've got a really good squad on defense. So I definitely think we can hold them, and I think we can really do a, a really solid job on offense this time. And, man, Jordan, seven touchdowns is not a bad prediction. I, I think that we have a chance to really – just explode on offense this time around. So I'm Damn. really looking forward. Really, and I'm not going to be that. selfish. I'm not going to be selfish. I mean, listen, Drew Locke is definitely going to throw seven touchdowns. If Melvin Gordon also wants to run uh, two or three touchdowns on top of that, I've got no problem with that. And Jordan, you're going all in. I, I, I look. I, I'm I not going to so say is it, is it going to happen. I no, dropped KJ. Hamler. I dropped him. For, oh man, you dropped KJ Hamler. What's the matter with you? Oh, I have Odell Beckham and Tyreek Hill. Not a good drop, bro. See, I, I, <laughs> I have, I have three I of the most dominant wide receiver groups right now. I, I, I just don't trust Baker Mayfield in a Cleveland Browns uniform. I definitely believe he has potential, it, but he needs to go elsewhere. He can't stick around in Cleveland. I have Tyreek Hill, and then on my bench, That's like I said, I have, I have Gronk on the bench this week because I don't feel like Gronk is going to be producing at all. Uh, so like I said, we'll see what happens. Um, but I have Jerry Dewey and I have Noah Fant starting and I have the Denver D. So the Denver D give me some interceptions, give me a sack or two. OJ Mudia, you know, play hard, man. Play hard. Devontae Bosby, fill in, be the glue. But uh, Leo, I know there's other topics we want to talk about. So is there anything I guess everybody wants to talk about any sports wise? Um, I, I just I'm I'm curious to see that uh, Pat Seahawks game. I definitely want to see. Uh, what both of these teams have i want to see cam newton's patriots up against the seahawks i want to see i want to see how this looks man i'm just curious about this game for me Jordan, you had i'm for me i'm just looking for a denver blowout against the steelers today oh wow huh you think we're gonna blow them out i think it i think like i said drew lock is gonna throw at least seven touchdowns today oh, yeah. and then and then <laughs> and then uh, we got we got melvin gordon rushing in for three more so it's gonna be an absolutely beautiful day for denver today playoffs you're talking about playoffs, playoffs? Like, playoffs? <laughs> like i said i mean the what biggest talk about playoffs <laughs> i say denver's gonna get the win it's not gonna be a blowout but it's gonna be i say a uh, two touchdown win uh, Drew Locke is going to be throwing uh, t uh, ball, the balls all over the place. Pat Shermer is going to spread that offense around with Melvin Gordon. It's a different uh, outlook now. Melvin Gordon is more of a downhill runner. Royce Freeman is about the same exact prototype. So I don't know 
Denver's gonna have a three running back set where they have Royce Freeman, uh, Melvin, where they have Melvin Gordon and Royce Freeman. Then you have uh, Bellamy, the rookie from Western Michigan, which is a speedy uh, running back, uh, similar to Philip Lindsay. Um, so I, you know, I know the Pittsburgh Steelers. They already reported they're gonna do a running back committee uh, from James Conner injury with his ankle. So what they're gonna do is split time with uh, Tony uh, Snell and um, uh, James Conner. So we'll see what happens on that, but. I'm going for a Bronco W, and I'm going for uh, the uh, Seattle Seahawks to upset the New England Patriots. They got the Legion of Boom, and the player to look out for tonight, Maul Adams, hard hitter. He's going to knock him off his rocker. Ooh, is that really an upset? I th- I, I definitely, I, I definitely think Seattle is going to win. The only reason I say it's an upset because Bill Belichick is not Cam Newton. Um, gotcha. Because at the end of the day, uh, Cam Newton is a runner. He he's not going to be the traditional pocket passer like Tom Brady. Um, my thing is for Cam, don't run a lot. I'm saying that because you're going to get popped by Jamal Adams in there, and, they, and then they got Jarrett Stidham, which we talked about in our previous <laughs> episodes. And uh, Jarrett Stidham is might be inactive, so you might have to deal with uh, Brian Hoyer if if Cam goes out. Not saying he's going to get hurt, but if I was Cam, be the pocket passer. Look at your progressions. Look at your read and uh, make the accurate throws. Oh, great calls, man. I mean, I think the Seahawks will pull it out as well. I'm just curious to see how Cam's Patriots will play. And I'm definitely excited to watch some more football today, guys. We're almost there. Almost. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our entertainment section of the podcast. And I'll get us started off with the PS5 showcase but before yeah. i dive into that i want to ask you guys do you think you're going to get a ps5 or do you think you're going to get an xbox series x Trump dummy. if they tell me that i got one shot i'm gonna go i ain't going out like no i need to know I'm going out with these riches and these bitches, no I'm going out past that limit, let my glizzy blow Started with a dream, I lost my brother, think about him daily See the finish line in my eye, I pray to God I make it My soul belongs to my family, I can't let Let's 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 be a hundred percent clear here. The P- PlayStation is so much better. Leagues and leagues and leagues and leagues above yes. the Xbox. <laughs> it's not even a question. That is a hundred percent correct. Don't come at me if you'd like, but you know you're wrong. So we're gonna we're let's talk about the PS5. I mean, we've got hold a on. Lot- let's get let's get Dez's quick quick t- uh, take as well. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys. Ah, uh, so. I- PS5, I'm going all the way. Uh, I told Jordan last night, and I think our, our show, we're going to be doing this, man. We're going to be PS5 gang. You know, I think where I'm going, I'm waiting, I'm saving up <laughs> for it. I'm waiting for it. Uh, even though I really want really, really want to get Xbox. I've been playing Xbox for a long time. But, you know, I'm going to switch it to the PS5 gang. I'm going to give it a shot. And I like the graphics. I like the, 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 the console look, man. It looks smooth. It looks dope. I'm going for PS5 all day. Absolutely. And you and me both, brother. You and me both. Sorry to cut you off there, Jordan. You were saying something about PS5, though. Yeah, so let's let's look at some of these games that I'm sure everyone is going to be excited to play. For me personally, I know we're going to get into Spider-Man, Leo, but I want you to cover it because you did an awesome reaction to the gameplay on it on Geekly Goods. So I definitely believe your opinion is going to be a lot 
more value than mine on that game specifically. For me, I'm going for Ratchet and Clank. That has been the OG game for me since the O2 version has come out. I have played the first one, the second one, the third one, the Deadlock game. I played a little bit of the future, but not as much as I'd like to, and I definitely would like to revisit that series. I played the PS4 game beautiful 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 game and this ps5 ratchet and clank is gonna absolutely kick ass and um i'm also looking forward to this game but i'm not gonna lie after i saw the trailer i kind of shat bricks uh you know i had to you know but fret five nights at freddy's uh that is a was a very scary trailer and uh yeah gonna be uh doing that game as well and looking forward to the nightmares i get from it Oh my god, dude, that was such a scary trailer. Like <laughs> the fact that it included a jump scare at the end with only it was very short. It was about a minute and it was very much just a voiceover. You got one environment and then it cuts to black and there's just these creepy eyes that come out with a very dynamic loud sound and it's the it's a jump scare and it scared the shit out of me. I I didn't expect it at all. So Oof, the PS5 showcase definitely got uh, got me a little nervous, <laughs> and I didn't think that was going to happen. Man, I'm looking forward to pretty much every game they showed. I mean, the Spider-Man Miles Morales looks incredible. You got these great new features with Miles Morales. It plays very much like the Spider-Man PS4 game that came out in 2018 that Insomniac made, and I'm very glad they're going to be making the Miles Morales game. And you've got a, a, a pretty similar kind of move and play style, it looks like, but very updated graphics. You got Miles as the main character, of course, and you get his features. You get the shock power. We saw that in use uh, in some of the gameplay. We saw the invisibility. We saw some web swinging. And what we saw that was so cool about that trailer is the bridge collapse. Like just get, being able to actually be in the middle of a Spider-Man dynamic moment before the game even came out was incredible to see that you know you, you button mash of course to pull the bridge back together and it's very cool it's interactive i love that spider-man ps4 game i know this is going to be another amazing game there later on down the line i'm sure they're going to release a game where you could be either peter or miles i don't know if i can go back to being peter after this game i'm like look with these cool shock abilities and with the invisibility and with the cool play style of miles morales I don't think I'm ever going to go back to being Peter Parker after this. And I'm sure they're leading up to a Spider-Verse game. I mean, they have to be with they how successful Spider-Verse was in theaters and how it was just so profound for animation. That new crispy style that was animated every couple of frames. I gave it that really static, cool look. They're going to put. They're going to make a Spider Verse game. There's no way they can't be leading up to that at least. So, very much looking forward to this. It's coming out. It said holiday 2020. So I'm thinking maybe a month or a couple weeks after the release of the PS5, we'll get Spider Man Miles Morales available. Which, wow, I I'm so glad that we we got that. I'm just excited to play that game a lot. Now another game that I'm really excited for that isn't getting a lot of talk is that Harry Potter game. And the reason why I'm excited is because open world, you'll get to play as your own wizard. I think this is the Harry Potter game they should have made from the beginning. Like why even make games based on the movies, based on oh, some of the chapters from the book? Like, no, skip that. Go straight for the Harry Potter and, and, and let us customize our own wizard, be a part of our own houses. Now, I, if, 
I, I'm hoping that it's actually the sorting hat. Like, I hope you don't get to choose because I think it'd be cool if it's like, all right, instead of choosing, maybe you take, maybe even take an exam to see which which you're in. But I honestly think it would be kind of cool to just do a random selection and just be like, boom, based on maybe even like based off of some of your play statistics or your PlayStation account or something like that. They come up with the house for you based off of that. That would be really, really, really cool. Um, and then we got some new Demon Souls. So that's the next Dark Souls game. We got some gameplay there. That was really cool. Here's a question. The console prices are $399 and $499. So that's $399 for the digital and $499 for the physical. You guys think you would go digital or physical? I gotta go physical. I have to have the game grasped in hand. I cannot Agreed. go digital. I, I I'm, I'm a physical collector for Blu-rays again. I, I just don't think I could even like, purchase a digital anymore. Like I, I want my games in hand. What about you guys? Uh, does you want to jump in first? Uh, okay. I'll. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, so I would like the uh, hard copy, like Leo said. Um, I'm excited for Spider-Man. I don't really play DC games like that, but when I seen Leo's reaction with the trailer on YouTube on Geekly Goods, which everybody should definitely check out, um, definitely just check it out. But I love it. I mean, I'm excited for it. You know, um, it reminds me of my days when I was a kid. And I, I used to have Spider-Man all over the house. You know, had like the little spider thing go pss, pss, making webs and stuff. But um, it's amazing to see. And then the uh, you said Harry Potter. That's amazing. I, I you can make your own wizard. That's is dope to me. So. Um, I'm definitely excited for it. If it was my opinion, I would like to have the copy with me. Yeah, man. I mean, something about having that physical copy just feels more satisfying than than downloading it on digital and just pressing a button. It's like, well, where where's my stack? Where's my stack of games? Like, you know, I feel like it's a nostalgic thing too. Owning an N64 and a PlayStation One and a PS2 and an Xbox 360 and a GameCube and things like that. I've, I've always physically collected. So it just kind of, I know that's kind of where these systems are pivoting to, especially with the, uh, the series S and with the digital edition of Xbox or of PlayStation five, they're pushing for digital. I know they're pushing to do that so they can use less, uh, hardware, less, less materials and save the environment. I get that. And I'm down for that for y'all, but I want to keep my, I want to keep my digital now. I want to keep my digital. Did you want to go physical or, or, or digital? I'm going physical, and it's essentially the reasons that you've already alluded to, Leo. I mean, I am a physical collector guy. I am the guy that anytime I want to play a game, and I'm, you know, I have another game uh, that I've already played, I want to take that disc, I want to pull up the box for that disc, I want to open the box, put the CD back into the box close the box, put it away for another day, then open it, get, get the uh, another box, put that into my hand, open that up, get the CD out, and then put that into the console and then play. I mean, as a gamer, that's just an incredible feeling being able to kind of swap between games. And listen, I get it. The digital way of doing th things is a cheaper and b a lot easier and c i also understand that if you have a scratch cd you're essentially fucked but with all that being said i gotta just have that nostalgic feeling i mean i feel I, it's like telling a um a mid-90s gamer so me nintendo 64 then the playstation one then the playstation two 
Then I betrayed the PlayStation by going to Xbox 360, but then I came back with the PlayStation 4. Each one of those generations of consoles, I've always looked forward to getting the game out of the box. There's no other feeling that beats that, my fellows. I completely agree, man. There's just no better feeling than grasping it, pulling it out of the box, and just having that in hand. You know, there's something like nostalgic and fun about that, and it just feels good to just get that disc and have that game and it just it feels really good you know it feels good and i agree with you jordan i've been with playstation every generation except ps3 that's kind of i think ps3 was like 700 dollars when it came out so that was what unattracted me to ps3 i was like well look i'm sorry i'm going 360 this time and uh i got the red ring of death so my 360 doesn't even work anymore so there's that after that, I, I, I decided to pivot over back to Sony. And I know that Xbox One didn't ever get a red ring, but come on. Like, the fact that y'all are releasing consoles that have red rings anyway, be piss poor, man. Like, that, guys, I sat up for two hours. Two hours on a Microsoft customer service call. And this lady was trying to walk me through all these ways to try to revive my Xbox 360. None of it worked. The disc tray wouldn't even open up. I had to take a, a flathead screwdriver and just like, pry it open. It wouldn't come open. So I'm just like, all right, this console is clearly broken. Screw this. I'm going to PS4 and have not looked back since. So PS5, ready. We ready. We're ready for you, PS5. I'm welcoming you back in with open arms. Also, I just wanted to ask you guys real quick. What do you think about the design? Like, I, I like the design. Some people are kind of clowning on it a little bit, saying it's a little chunky, it's a little big. But look, I like the design. I think it's sleek. I think it looks cool. I like the white. Only problem I have with the design is I wish that there was a black version. I just, I don't know. There's something about me with Sony and black colors. Like, I mean, you know, you have PS3, PS4, PS2. They've all been, all been black and then they go white on this one. I'm like, man. It'd be cool to get a black option with a red light. I think that would be really cool. And with the the, the PlayStation logos up in the corner would be a white logo instead of a black like on the console. I think that would be really dope. The new controller looks good too. Listen, and, and this goes with any re reiteration of the uh, Xbox and the, and the PlayStation and whatnot. Look, going first with controller... Even I knew, playing the Xbox 360, that the controller, how it worked, was a bunch of crap. The PS controller will always dominate the Xbox controller. Uh, nothing needs to be said about that. And with the design specifically, I get it. It's a little bit different, but I actually like that. It's telling me that as a consumer, PlayStation wants to move forward in a new direction, a new, bolder, interesting direction. And I definitely don't mind that. Yeah, you know, I don't mind it either. I will say the Xbox, the recent PlayStation 5 controller kind of looks like the Xbox One. I, I'm not upset with that. It does look slimmer. And what I like about the grip of the PlayStation controllers is they typically are a lot slimmer. So they just look and feel a lot slimmer. And the, the actual joysticks are by, by one another. I don't know. I haven't felt the need for the Xbox One controller that I just put in. It just feels like it's like, why are the joysticks so separate like that? I like the joysticks being like right next to each other like they always are on Sony. So 
Definitely PS5. I think we're all on that same page, Team PS5, and I can't wait to play with you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on to another entertainment topic, and then we'll move into music. Give a little game. Buy a new chain. Put in that thing. Blow out the brains. Triple a little stain on them. Put a little game on them. Fuck around and put a ring on them. You beat it out the frame, don't you? I'ma beat it. I told her come and rain on me. You know everybody at the game, don't you? On the microphone, you can sing on it. You done put it on me, I done put your name on me. Just don't switch up. Need you in the picture. Now, this was a big drop earlier this week. The Mandalorian Season 2. This trailer was great. And I'm going to say exactly why it was one of the best trailers I've seen of 2020. It barely revealed anything. Now, Sasha Banks' character appears in the trailer when they're talking about Jedi. So I definitely thought it was Ahsoka. And I'm not the only one. A lot of people thought it was Ahsoka from Clone Wars. I was one of those people. I freaked out on on youtube on my trailer reaction and lo and behold i was wrong <laughs> it was a different character but the wrestler sasha banks will be in this season bringing baby yoda and mando back do you guys watch mandalorian have you seen season one you know i, I this has been a series that has been on my like to-do list for a while while Leo, I'm going to disappoint you. I have not seen The Mandalorian yet, but I am looking forward to it to uh, get that watched here pretty soon. But from everything that I've seen in terms of stills, like some of the scenes that I've that were on trailers that I've saw in the past and whatnot, it definitely is a great TV show. And I'm glad that I will have the opportunity to watch season one. And then hopefully by the time I've done that, season two will be uh, already released and I can get myself uh, right into it that way. Yeah, man, it's a fantastic series. And what's so good about it is that it brings back the feel of the original Star Wars films. They're so, the producers and of course the showrunner, John Favreau, he's so very dedicated to keeping that consistent feel from the original trilogy and you really are put into it with the practical effects with the environments i mean we're back on tatooine it looks like we're on hoth which is the begin in the planet the icy planet in the beginning of star wars episode five it, i mean we're we're back in the original trilogy and it feels really cool to explore those environments again and to explore the galaxy and what's so good about the show gentlemen is it explores planets episode to episode like you kind of get a new planet almost every episode there's there's some episodes that stay consistent on one planet but it's really cool to be able to explore the galaxy so i definitely suggest you guys check it out anybody listening to the cast definitely check this out guys i mean it's a great great series and like i was saying about the trailer hardly reveals anything it's very self-contained you know it might might drop a couple of details from the first couple of episodes but it's very self-contained and i love how this doesn't reveal too many spoils or or any weird drops or anything any uh surprises that we might get later on in the season so i'm excited i can't wait big star wars fan here i've read a lot of the books a lot of the comics and watched all the movies probably about five times over in the last couple years so i'm very excited very hyped for this let's move on to music and I want to start us off with the Billboard Top 10. And Dez, 
our music expert, I'm going to go to you, my friend. Tell us a little, about, a little bit about the top few songs on that top 10 for Billboard. Man, it's been crazy, fellas. It's been really crazy with the uh, top 10 for the billboards. And number one, which I was kind of shocked. I was kind of shocked just because Big Sean had a great album uh, come out recently. And I mean, his songs were definitely hitting the uh, hip hop charts uh, on Apple Music with uh, top 10. Uh, but right now, number one, and the females love it. Uh, guys, I mean, I like the beats. I don't like the, the words, most of them. But uh, WAP is number one. That's number one. That's been getting a lot of traction uh, with Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, Dynamite by BTS. I did hear that this week. It's a great song to definitely check out. Number three is Laugh Now, Cry Later with Drake featuring Lil Durk. Um, and then number four is Rockstar by the Baby and Roddy Rich. Great song right there. Um, I listened to that on the way to work. Um, and then number five, um, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. And then this one I've heard of, and I actually heard it at work. Um, I first never even heard of it. And then it's now on the uh, top 100 Billboard charts. Uh, is number six is 24 Golden featuring Ian Dior. And then the song is called Mood. Uh, definitely a great vibe song, I say. Um, if your relationships out there or just cuddling up, it's a good song to definitely listen to. Um, and the this females like this artist number seven, um, Harry Styles. Um, it's called Watermelon Sugar. I've never heard of that before, but it's it's pretty good. Then going down to the last three, we have What's Poppin' by Jack Harold, um, featuring the baby Little Wayne and Tory Lanez. The remix has definitely been popping. Um, I'm really expecting a lot more from Jack Harold coming soon. And then Savage uh, Love by Jawish685 and Jason Derulo. Um, that's the first time I ever heard of Jason Derulo getting a top 10 for a long, long, long time. So it's definitely well-deserved. And number 10, um, it's my personal favorite. I think we all like this song. It's called Pop Star, Pop Star featuring Drake and uh, DJ Kelly. So that's been one of the that's been the top 10 for the billboards this week for the music. Um, I was kind of surprised that Big Sean wasn't out there um, just because, I mean, his music is really, really great. Um, and uh, that new album def definitely speaks volume uh, for sure. What's your guys' thoughts on it? It definitely has been a while with um, Jason Derulo. I mean, he he hasn't even had an album out since 2015 sometime in there. Like he hasn't had an album out in a while. He had that one single, Swalla, I think was what it was called. Uh, and that that was on the Billboard Top 10, I think, for a little while. But that was the last thing he had. I'm not surprised by WAP at all. Not at all, man. Because pretty much every woman I've talked to has blasted the song nonstop. Or they have talked about it. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, I knew that was coming. Like, I seen that coming for sure. BTS, they're on a huge uphill trend. I mean, they have been for the last three, four years. And it's crazy to see, I believe they're Korean, a Korean pop band, like, make it that that big on Billboard charts. You know, that's never really a thing so it's really cool to see a little bit of diversity there to see that you know stars from korea are making it here in the u.s i really like that and kind of expanding on that you know latin music has also become really popular in recent times i know cardi b was just recent on uh, was just recently featured on a, a, a latin track that came out i want to say friday or even maybe the thursday before but latin music has had a huge influence on pop american pop music lately and, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but 
I'm not crazy about Harry Styles. I've never really been crazy about One Direction. And then when he went solo, I was kind of like, hmm. I don't know, man. And, and look, I, it's nothing against him. Obviously, I just am not a huge fan of his music. Drake, of course, not surprised that he's in the top 10 or top 100 uh, two times. I'm not surprised by that at all. So I, I definitely like Laugh Now, Cry Later. I think that is starting to feel a little overplayed, but you know, I don't listen to radio that much, so that's been really nice. Big Sean... Oh, the reason why I feel he's not in the Billboard Top 10 is because while I love that album, I mean, Detroit 2 is amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. I love it. The, the thing about it is that it's not really a poppy album. And that's the thing is like when, when hip-hop artists make albums, you can make an album that's completely hip-hop, and I love it. I love it. But the general audience wants one song that's just kind of like a hitter. You know what I mean? Like they want that one song that kind of has that pop influence to it. You know, like, uh, for example, Kendrick Lamar. Um, God, the, the last album, Damn, had a couple of tracks. Humble, Loyalty. Like they kind of want that pop mix into the hip hop. So it's that's kind of why Detroit 2, none of the songs are on the charts i would love for it to be but you know when it's not it doesn't have those catchy choruses like humble does or you know things like that that's wow. kind of why it's not like charting on the charts so i would have loved to have that on the charts but i i figured that would be why true and uh like i said it's a great of music right now you know so the music's definitely been an inspiration there's been a lot of controversy with uh Know, the their splits with Ray J and his uh, his wife they're going to get a divorce and uh, Cardi B we all offset. offset and Cardi B um, and yep. a lot of people think oh, it was just because it's cheating it, it it's not I mean it is but it, it, it's not the case they said the reason why they're they're splitting um, they're just tired of arguing I mean every couple gets that but uh, you know they're just tired of arguing want to go their separate ways and um, they have a child involved so they definitely have to co-parent and definitely coexist with each other so it's definitely going to be uh, interesting to see how that plays about hopefully uh, wishing the best for both especially for offset um i know cardi b's been definitely in the music game she's definitely been on commercials offset's been on like uh youtube or twitch i know he's been on twitch a little bit too um so i haven't seen the migos putting the music out yet so i'm kind of seeing what's going out there uh there's rumors that drake is trying to do another album you know so um it's definitely crazy on that um and um, we, there's another thing with Kanye West. We know Kanye's Kanye. Um, there's a rumor. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's he peed on a that, Grammy the other day. or Yeah, he peed on a Grammy, like, I think Thursday. Oh he God. posted a video peeing on a Grammy. There's that. So I'm like, hey, congrats, Kanye, for that. You know what I'm saying, too? Uh, you know, there's been rumors that, you know, Kim wants to get divorced. I, I Me, personally, um, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, they I don't either. want to keep that unit strong something majorly has to happen for that to happen like something really really bad um but kanye west on billboard news says he wants to thank eminem for rapping on dr dre's remix of use this gospel um and kanye reveals you know he took a tweet out on friday september 18th to show his appreciation for eminem for appearing on the uh, forthcoming track and noted that it's currently one of his daughters uh northwest that's the daughter's name um her favorites from her dad's music catalog um, and this is a tweet. He says, at Eminem, thank you for rapping on the Dr. Dre remix for the use of the gospel. He says have, but he's misspelled have. He spelled have, H-A-V-E. -A -A 
AEW. Uh, so kind of spell correction on that, Kanye. But have always loved and respected you and honored to have you bless this song. It's also Northwest's favorite Kanye West song of all time. Um, and he says uh, that's what he wrote. Um, so he used that, used this gospel, appeared on Ye's ninth album, Jesus is a King, on October uh, 2019. Uh, a month after its release, Kanye announced that he was collaborating with Dr. Dre for the album sequel. So it's unclear, however, when fans should hear any type of new music from Kanye West. Um, in the recent days, uh, the president of Hopeful tweeted he's not putting no more music out till I'm done with the contract with Sony and Universal. Um, so he's definitely, you know, Kanye has a lot of uh, lawsuits going on right now, too, as well. Um, controversy from his uh, later days um but that's great to see just that uh thank you um um from eminem because eminem is one of the greatest uh rappers of all time um kanye is one of the most uh influential uh music artists in our time even before then when he was with jay-z and they were definitely collaborating with a lot of music together um so that's definitely been crazy right there um and just been just been just been crazy music week so I really want to look forward to a, a uh, and we all want this, a Kendrick Lamar album. Um, there's no news on that, but we'll definitely keep posted on that. And um, go for it. Yes, please, please, we need a new Kendrick album. Um, I'm going to say something that might be a hot take. You guys let me know. Uh, look, I didn't mind Jesus is King. I don't want Dre and, and Kanye working on a sequel to this album, though. I would much rather them just really? work on like a new yeah I would, I would much rather them actually collaborate and make a, a album together and not kind of like uh, Jay-Z and Kanye did I do that I, I, I don't want a sequel to this album like, I, I didn't I'm not saying I don't like it I'm not saying that it's a bad album I'm just saying I don't really need a sequel like do a watch the throne man like do something like new and original I just don't think i don't know i don't want an album to to uh jesus is king i think that it's very self-contained in itself and i like i do like the songs i like the beat i think it's nice on a sunday morning but i'm like yo come on guys make a new album for us make a new album that's just how i feel about it but i, I wouldn't mind i mean dre and kanye putting their hands together on anything like i'd be down for that um with the cardi b stuff she's like not asking for child support and i think that it sounds to me like this divorce is like both of them are agreeing with it they're they're going to be positive parents of their child and i know cardi was saying that she wanted to carry forth with it because she didn't want to teach her child that you know you should stay in a relationship where you're unhappy because that's why they were staying together for a little while and I, I thought that that was a great lesson to teach your kids. I mean, hey, if you're not happy in a relationship, don't stay in it. And so I think that they're still going to separately both be good parents to their children. You're right, Des. Migos been quiet, man. They've been kind of quiet. Uh, they kind of they they had stir fry in that album, and now they they kind of they're kind of sleeping. But they might yeah. come back with something. Look, they might even come back doing some kind of campaign because we know Travis Scott is doing McDonald's. Like it might be something like that so could could come out of the blue with some kind of collaboration and of course i mean i i don't think kim and kanye are going anywhere when kanye hunkered down in wyoming she was like there for him probably the the very next day there to to, to console with him and to help him out i don't think they're going anywhere so i 
I know there's rumors about it. I don't think so. You're right. They got to keep that power couple dynamic going. I don't see that going anywhere. But I don't know. Y'all let me know. Do you want a Jesus is King sequel? I would be down for them to just do something original. Uh, I just say something original. Do something different. You know, you know, I understand that he's, you know, in a spiritual journey and we all are. But uh, uh, and if we're not, it's OK. Um, and to his fans out there, uh, you know, just do something different. Like you said, Leo, I don't want a sequel of Jesus is King because then you're going to expect the same exact but sound. Um, I know he's switching genre from hip hop to gospel, but, um, you know, yay, put some fire out there, man. Put some fire out there. If it's something with social injustice, put it out there, you know. If it's something about, you know, I don't even know, crazy mind, you know, what's going through your head, you know, that's what music does. It's it's influential. It's speaking to you and your story. So that's the story that he has, you know, put out. Put your story out, man. Um, so that's all That's all I would say if, uh, if yay is listening or anything like that. Put your story out there, man. I appreciate what you're doing, though, man, for sure. Yeah, completely agree, man. Completely agree. And, you know, uh, I just wanted to really quick, real quick, ask what everybody's listening to this week because I checked out that Holy by Justin Bieber and Chance. And, look, it's an uplifting song. It's positive. I think I have to be in a mood. I think I'll I'll just say this, and this is, I'm sure, going to be a hot take. I'm sick of both of them. I'm sorry. Chance came out with that second album and it took him forever to put that out. And I'm sorry. I did not like it. Uh, Justin Bieber. Mm, he put out one. He put out an album, I think, in 2019, 2018. Wasn't feeling it. It was just kind of R&B type. Of, and I was like, I, you know, look, Justin, you were a pop star. You transitioned into R&B. I know that happens, but I'm feeling it. Wasn't feeling it. Uh, and then there was Diamonds by Sam Smith. That was pretty fire. Now, what I like about Sam Smith is he stays kind of in his he stays kind of in his realm, but he can explore other styles really well. I think his vocals really can transcend into other genres. And then a new Alicia Keys album dropped, and I'm still going through that, but really enjoying what I'm hearing so far. It sounds like Alicia kind of is taking taking some of those beats back from her her old styles, her traditional styles. So I'm really liking that album so far. But what are you guys listening to? Uh, for me, I've been more so just kind of in my, and this is related to what I was listening to for a Saturday for my uh, DJ story time set, a lot of electronic. And if you want me to go specifically into some songs that I would say, absolutely go check it out. A uh, one was, uh, <clears throat> new whip by Boombox cartel featuring, uh, made in TYO. I'm all, I also listened to the remix of Humble by Skrillex, uh, the one with uh, Kendrick Lamar. So that's definitely another one. And then Cruella has been on my list. Uh, two songs, well, actually three songs specifically. Uh, Anxiety featuring Arrested Youth. Good On You featuring Nuclea and Moti. And then Ghost uh, by just Cruella. Uh, and then for rap, what I've got going on is... It's a very classic, maybe 2014 song. I've got uh, Out the Mud by Little Baby featuring Future. And then another one that I would recommend is Payback by Juicy J featuring Kevin Gates, Future, and Sage the Gemini. Hey, killer list. I, I like a lot of those tracks, man. Uh, Dez, any songs this week you've been jamming to? Oh, man, you know me. I got to get the jams out, so... I've been listening to this one this week heavy. When I mean heavy, 
really really heavy detroit too with big sean um i like his album man it's been fire um there's one called uh excuse our link my language it's called z ztfo which is in the fuck out that's what it means um and the lyrics man i mean he it's just dope you know you just zen the fuck out you know you don't worry about what's going on in the hoopla you just stay in the moment um i've been listening to daddy yankee as well um my co-worker kind of got me into it a little bit because i mean i've been listening to it when i was uh um younger but i mean uh daddy yankee has a new song out it's it's amazing you definitely gotta check it out um it, it's really really nice with jay balvin and bad bunny in it um also uh a little bit more of Drake with the pop star type situation. Um, Sicko Mode, uh, the remix. Um, I listened to that when the Nuggets played the Blazers um, last year in the playoffs. I went to the, most of the playoff games. So that's been huge. And um, put on for my city. I do that every Sunday now uh, when the Broncos play because that is Drew Locke's like, go-to. We all know he's been on the bench and he'll, he'll jam to when he's playing his last start against the Chargers where he won his first start. But um, been listening to that a little bit um and i know alicia keys coming on new album so i'm like yo, i'm really expecting some some fire there you know so um but this music this week's been good man kind of just a little bit of hip-hop a little bit of you know a little sway you know type situation just trying to just get the vibe just right you know good energy this week so definitely gonna put big sean on definitely gonna put nipsey hustle on um definitely gonna listen to some jay balvin as well great music um for this week yes sir yes sir so guys couple of uh any any plugs any final plugs real quick the game's about to start so we got to be quick i know I'm real quick 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 uh uh hurry hurry two minute offense right so nuggets get the w ball out play defense it's time to get them butterball biscuits get the hoop get the rebound broncos get the touchdown jerry judy catch him this time don't drop him and say uh-oh pickaboo okay um also i want to give a shout out to uh geekly goods with leo rydell getting a thousand subscribers congratulations bro um, so definitely check out good, you know what I'm saying so congratulations on that also uh the mile high black knights the semi-pro football team I'm playing for um I got a nickname now guys it's called ball hawk uh so uh yeah and, ball and, hawk. And, uh, <laughs> so 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 uh, we're gonna definitely uh, have them soon um definitely give them support definitely check out their Facebook page definitely tap in uh Jordan with DJ Storytime I love your hits man um just this week positive energy guys it's a new week it's 2020 we're almost done with this year mask up and uh let's just bring that positive vibe man let's go yeah yes, sir. yes sir yeah i'm gonna make this quick just like uh des uh dj story time check out the facebook page i'm sorry facebook group just search dj story time jordan rosario right there i'm the guy sticking out my tongue in the photo uh and then also, if you would like to follow me on Instagram, it is Jordan Rosario 8097. You can follow us on Facebook at the Keeping It 100 podcast. Search that on Facebook. Instagram, it is Keeping It 100 underscore podcast. Check out my man Leo at Geekly Goods. He is at 1,000 subscribers, a tremendous, magnificent milestone. And that's the first of many because we're going to grow that fucker even more. So check out Geekly Goods. Leo is killing it in the entertainment game, in the music game, in the video games game, and all the other games associated with that. <laughs> Check out Geekly Goods. 
Hey, thank you guys so much for the shout out. And of course, check out DJ Storytime over on X Squad and check out the X Squad affiliate network, guys. They are our network and we are really excited to be partnered with them. Check out all their podcasts and definitely, Dez, once you can get a little footage of you playing, man, post that on the page, my, fa- my oh, friend. Oh, man. I, I, you glad you said that real quick. We're going to have practice Wednesday. I'm going to get some footage put on the Facebook page. We'll have it put up there right before our next episode. We'll definitely dive into it um and definitely man leo i appreciate every one of you guys check us out on apple podcast spotify spreaker all these other platforms that are on podcasts we're on all platforms definitely check us out uh definitely you know give feedback if possible if not cool just listen you know what i'm saying um at the end of the day we do appreciate you guys and uh leo anybody else want to add anything before we head out Hey, I just want to say, go Broncos. And thanks for tuning in, guys. If you're on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a review. Go Broncos. Broncos, get that dub. Nuggets, get that butterball biscuits. All right. Signing off. (laughs) Signing off. (laughs) Signing off.